Welcome to God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him at God's Five Minutes at gmail.com. Now, here's Ed Wilson with God's Five Minutes. Hello, friends. Acts 4 recounts how Peter and John were threatened by the Sanhedrin for witnessing in the temple and healing a lame man. The two responded, Whether it is right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than to God, judge ye. We cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. The council were surprised at their boldness and traced it to their having been with Jesus. But they were not bold when they were with Jesus, and their bravery came after crucifixion. The Peter, who was frightened by a sharp-eyed, sharp-tongued servant maid, here bearded the council and rejoiced that he was counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. It was neither Christ's death nor his life that did that. We can't understand the transformation of these cowardly deniers who fled and forsook him unless we consider three things, resurrection, ascension, Pentecost. These two before the council were making an epoch that day, their grand words are the Magna Carta of the right to free speech. They are the direct parent of hundreds of similar sayings that flash out down the world's history. Two things made silence impossible, a definite divine command and an inward impulse. This is a principle that applies far more widely than the efforts of Christianity. Whatever in profound conviction of illuminating truth, especially in moral and spiritual matters, is granted to any person, knocks at the door of his lips and demands utterance, we believe and therefore speak is a universal sequence. And if so, this is especially true wherever there is a Christian life, whether because of the greatness of the gift we've been given or whether due to the terrible need of a world that is without him, surely there can be nothing that so reinforces the natural necessity and impulse to impart what we possess of truth or beauty or goodness as the greatness of the unspeakable gift and the wretchedness of a world that needs it. The obstacle to giving full voice to those sentiments in Peter's and John's day was the unbelief and hostility of the Sanhedrin. In our land and time, there are as many obstacles as there were then. There is a standing hindrance of love of ease and selfish absorption in one's own concerns. There are the intellectual forces that are striving to reconstruct our culture into socialism with its resultant rejection of moral precepts at the expense of the teaching of the Bible. There are the disheartening examples of prominent spiritual leaders who have betrayed their followers and the Lord himself. There is a willingness of many professed Christian belief systems to water down the conversion message of the gospel, deny the blood of its soul-cleansing power, substitute the nostrums of the counselor for the power of the Holy Spirit, types of Christianity which enfeeble or obscure the central thought of Christ's work. For the salvation of a world that needs a Savior and is perishing without him, never were, never are, never will be missionary or aggressive. Our world today is in need of Christians who have convictions so hot, so deep, they cannot refrain from making them part of the public discussion on the moral issues of our times. We each need and deserve our own personal visitation in which our souls are resurrected from sin to our certain awareness and delight. We need a vision of the love of God shown through His Son as we see Him both in spirit, presence in this world, and victorious in the next reaching to us with upraised arms and expression of individual blessing, just as Jacob did with his sons. And the world needs a church filled with the Holy Spirit, just as it was given on the day of Pentecost. It's not possible to reconcile homosexuality with the message, either of Old or New Testament. 
Abortion is a shame to our nation. The raw immorality of media sources available today are reproach to the honor and beauty of God's plan. It is time for Christian believing people to stand up at the ballot box in the public arena in the peaceable venues available in our society to defend the beliefs that underlie every hope of human happiness. It is time for us, through the gentle persuasion of the gospel, to do our duty to the souls about us and to the one who died for us. Have you talked to him today? You have been listening to God's Five Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson. Reach him by email at g-o-d-s-f-i-v-e minutes at gmail.com. Tune in next time to hear more encouraging thoughts from God's Word on God's 5 Minutes with Pastor Ed Wilson.